1: The Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed because after all, it's only one day of your life. What's up, brides? Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I am your host, Samantha Bush. And first of all, everyone has been so sweet in welcoming me to the brides community. So thank you so much for that. Um, Over the last few weeks, I have been running the Betches Brides Instagram, and now I'm basically fully transitioning to the podcast and the newsletter, which is great. And I, of course, will continue to have amazing experts on as well as current and past brides. But I'm also very passionate about mental health and really want to help navigate all of the challenges that come with wedding planning. So enough Enough about that. Enough about that quick little welcome from me. Let's get into my very first guest we have on is Abigail Weslin. She is the fashion and lifestyle content manager here at Betches. And we found out that she has some fun upcoming wedding plans. And we think you're gonna have fun hearing all about it. So hi Abby.
2: Hi, how are you? Thank first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited.
1: I'm so excited you're here because I also have so many questions because I'm like fashion challenged. I I like I like things and then I kind of like panic about buying them and then I just never buy anything is what kind of or I just buy the same thing over and over and I just buy a lot of like plain black shirts plain white shirts like I'm I definitely feel you there.
2: Yeah, I I feel like whenever I'm shopping and I find something that I really like, I just end up buying it in a million different colors uh, because I know it's something I feel comfortable in, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, it's fun to go out of your comfort zone and be a little bit more adventurous.
1: I need to be better at doing that. I find myself just being like the most basic bitch in the world. I Because I like I said, I just kind of panic and then I'm like, I talk myself out of buying something like I saw these really cute shoes on Zara that had like feathers on them. And I thought they were so fun. And then I was like, no, I can't do that. What am I going to wear them with? And then I panic. So I'm really excited to have you on to talk about all of that. So you told me something very interesting. Well, actually, you did take over the Betches Brides Instagram last weekend because you attended a joint bachelorette party. So what can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah. um, So last weekend, I went to a double bachelorette party. There were two brides, and they're actually marrying each other this weekend. Um, I am officiating, so I feel like very special in their journey. They invited me not only to the bachelorette party, I'm officiating, I'm going to be part of the wedding and all that good stuff. And I've known both of the brides for a couple of years now. Um and it was definitely an adventure. I don't I don't think I've ever been on another bachelorette where there was more than one bride. And it's interesting because they're in a relationship, so it it was, you know, one of those things where it wasn't battle of the brides or anything like that which you may have like may expect. It was more so celebrating them as a couple, like a pre-wedding to the wedding. And I think something else that made it a little bit challenging was that it was the weekend before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um And challenging in a fun way because I think everyone was on their best behavior, but also having a lot of fun because, you know, you don't want anything bad to happen the week before the wedding. And I've heard some pretty horror stories, like really, really bad where people have fallen at their bachelorette parties and like got scraped up on their face. Um, But none of that happened. And (laughs) it was honestly just a lot of fun.
1: (laughs) And you sent me the itinerary, and I was so inspired because it felt very unique, but also very, like, girly, bachelorette vibes, sparkle vibes. Like, I was really into it. So did you design this itinerary or did the brides?
2: So they actually asked for my help, especially when it came to the different theme nights, because... When it comes to theme nights, it's hard. And being a bride, a past bride myself, I really wanted to make sure that any theme night or you know anything like that was something that was cost-effective, something that you know would people would normally just have in their closets to begin with, but maybe not mm-hmm. pair it together in a certain way. Um, so we, the first day we talked about doing um, a like wig night. So <laughs> that was kind of fun because all we brought, we brought as extra accessories were wigs and you could wear whatever you wanted with them. I ended up going with monochromatic because I'm just a little bit extra and go over the of top course. with that kind of thing. Yeah, But um <laughs> I was literally wearing a green wig and an all green set that I just recently got from Amazon. It's been blowing up as something that's by, like viral on TikTok because it's something that I don't think people would normally put together like you think oh I'm not going to wear blue on blue or like green on green or yellow mm-hmm. on yellow but it actually looks really great together and that's a big trend that's happening right now um so I went with the green wig and the fully green outfit and I just rocked it and the brides did white wigs with their white dresses and it felt super girly uh, like you were mentioning. And then the second night we decided to do sparkles, uh, that was the theme. So whether you had something sparkly in your closet or you had like an, ex- a sparkly accessory or, you know, sequins from uh, a New Year's Eve past kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone just brought and, and brought those types of items and we wore them out and you could definitely tell what the theme was, which was, which is really fun. Um, I also brought in a little like nostalgic Y two K glitter body glitter. Like, do you remember the limited two body glitter from like way back when? Like the roll on. Yes. Glitter like yes.
1: It, <laughs> that just took me back.
2: Yeah.
1: So, wow, it was like that thick, like yeah. t- like roll on glitter, right? Ball. Like oh, it's a ball, yeah, and yeah. it's clear and it like is kind of sticky at yeah. first. <gasps> oh my god.
2: Wow. Um, So that was very, very fun. That was
1: probably a hit.
2: It was, I think, especially because not everyone had like super glittery outfits. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They brought what they could from home and just elevating it a little bit with everyone feeling like they could participate with this body glitter that felt very nostalgic and made us all feel like kids again. Um, I had the purple one that literally smells like grape. Oh, I remember. I was like back in the limited two store all over again.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. That really, I love like nostalgic little things like that. But I love the idea of having a theme night rather than like designated telling people like this is what you should wear because I feel like that it's a lot to go on a bachelorette party, like a lot of money. And then to add on like all these different outfits and different everything, that kind of is it can be kind of challenging. So I think like doing something like that, like sparkles or wigs is like very cost effective.
2: Agreed completely. And I think that's something, you know, going on a bachelorette party, like you said, it can be really expensive, but you can add in these themes and be fun and inclusive while just creating, like letting everybody be creative in their own way. So um, for me that meant rolling glitter. For some other people that meant um, like like I said their New Year's outfit from last year.
1: Yeah, and then I did I remember seeing there was like a workout class one of the mornings because <laughs> I would have died.
2: <laughs> yes, it was honestly we made a joke because. Okay. Let me, let me take it a step back and say that, yes, we did go on a, we did do an exercise class. It was the, the, it was the night before we did like a stay in night with pajama, Mm -hmm. like a pajama party and games and we had food catered. It was perfect. Um, and that morning we got up and we were just, we were given Hawaiian shirts and they were like, all right, put your exercise, like exercise clothes on. We're going to go to a fitness class. Like, don't worry, like it's not super intense, like we're not doing anything crazy, mm-hmm. but we're going to have some fun. And it was a class by City Surf. And from my understanding, the only one that is still around is the one in New Orleans, which is the one we went to. And everyone got a surfboard and the surfboards were on these like rubber like balls almost. Okay, And so you were trying to balance yourself on the surfboard while doing normal like circuit moves for instance like squats and um sit-ups and things like that and I swear you gotta work out just by laying there
1: (laughs) Uh, I would have died on that surfboard (laughs) I would have just laid I would have been I would not have been Johnny Tsunami on that surfboard let me tell you Uh, because it's always I always laugh because there's always like those memes of people being like there's the two types of people on the bachelorette party. Like one is like working out in the morning and the other one is like sleeping in and like not participating. So that's kind of fun that, you know, it was like a different type of class. It wasn't just like your usual. Exactly. Exactly. You said that you were officiating. Have you officiated a wedding before? Have you, how did this come about?
2: So it's interesting because I've never officiated before. And my my, you know, my girlfriends that are getting married, they said that they wanted me to do it because they always felt like I had a way with words, which, okay, that's a great compliment. Thank Amazing. you so much. I really yeah. appreciate it. And, but I'm also really nervous. Like I've never officiated before and I was kind of like, well, there's so many questions I need to ask you. What do you do? You want there to be anything religious? Do you want there to be a reading? Do you want any other people involved? Like, you know, there's so many things that go into a wedding ceremony that you don't think about before actually having to be the one writing it. Right. And so, um, I, I took like step by step. I was like, okay, I'm gonna make sure I don't save this for the last minute because. It's going to take some time to make sure I build out like a ceremony that I know that they're really going to enjoy and like. And so what I did was kind of take a framework from just honestly Googling. Um, I swear Google can help you find just about anything. But from there, I just kind of added my own things here and there. Um, I decided that the beginning part was really just going to be more around me talking to the couple and like how I know them and our relationship with each other, their relationship with each other as well. Um, And then just do something a little bit more like, I don't want to say normal, but like add in the quippy jokes to the areas that make sense. But then also um, I asked them if they wanted any sort of reading and they wanted to do some like a poem that is really beautiful. And honestly, I just can't believe I'm like, what is my life? I'm officiating this wedding. I, I, I don't know. It's just, it, I'm excited because I think it's just such a big honor, but at the same time, I'm like, what am I doing? It's
1: it's a big <laughs> honor. And it's also just very like nerve wracking, you know, because it's like the exactly. whole ceremony. And so I have to ask, did you meet them and they were already together? Did you know one of them before the, other? you know what I mean? Or do you have a pretty good understanding of yeah. like, them as a couple?
2: Essentially what happened was we met at work, we became very good friends and then she moved to Boston. And when she moved to Boston, she was, you know, having a little bit of a hard time also acclimating. And she started going on like dating apps and started meeting people in real life. And then she met her person whose name is Lindsay. And it's funny because her her Lindsay is, that's also my sister's name. And she had a best friend named Abby. Oh my um, God. So it was just kind of like these weird, like little coincidences all over mm-hmm. the place. And um, she really reminded me of me. Like we were... Like, I would be friends with her, like, mm-hmm. in normal... Like, if we had just met in normal life. And so I was like, I really like this person for you. Like, I feel like you guys get along so well. And and they, they got engaged this time last year. So, like, you know, pandemic was still kind of happening. And they knew that they wanted to be with each other. And I was nothing but supportive just because I feel like they they were friends first and then they became like just so close. And I, by secondhand nature, like just became very close with Lindsay as well. So mm-hmm. I think, which is what made it so fun to go on this devil bachelorette party last weekend. Mm-hmm. Like it was funny because while we were there, I asked the brides, I was like, you know, why didn't you guys do something each like on your own? Why did you do a joint bachelorette? And right. they were kind of like, well, we, can't, we couldn't really imagine it without each other. That's really And sweet. they have a lot of the same friends. It was it was very sweet. And like we were doing a lot of like the girly bachelorette things. And no matter what, like we would have been doing that on two. We just would have had two trips. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: Yeah. So, so they were like, let's do it all just at once. And let's I mean, doing it the week before is like pretty, pretty ballsy. But um, it all worked out. <laughs>
2: It's definitely risky, definitely risky. But like I said, I think everyone was on their best behavior (laughs) because they knew they had the wedding this weekend. (laughs) Right. Have you ever felt that fast
0: fashion ick but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you.
1: Okay, so you are like the resident Betches fashionista, girly. You know where to shop. You know what to buy. You know what's in. You know what's trending. What's coming for us all. Um, you probably could have predicted the clog Birkenstock before before any of us, um, which really came to me as a shock. It feels like middle school. All it feels like middle school, and it's so. T- triggering and I saw these lace tank tops on abercrombie.com which is like those spaghetti strap lily it's really ptsd ptsd so I just want you to give us like a little bit of background into how you got into the fashion world into styling like what is your background into that
2: how did I get into the fashion world so I have a pretty funny story I loved I've loved fashion for my like my entire life From what, since I can remember, I've been like doodling things. I was watching um, like uh, Project Runway and like making my own clothes. I made my own Halloween costumes every year um, and just always expected to be in the fashion world in some way. And I, one of my best friends actually, I met her because she made fun of me for wearing headbands. And I was like, just wait, they are going to be so cool. And then Gossip Girl came out and everyone was wearing a headband from Blair Waldorf. Yeah,
1: everyone. And you love a headband. And you look so good in a headband.
2: Thank you. I love headbands so much. They tend to be something like, I just like love adding accessories to things because I genuinely feel like that is what makes an outfit unique. You could have any... Dress or any pair of jeans, like you could have a pair of jeans and a white t shirt, and you add a headband and some cute bangles or a nice bag and cool shoes, and you have a cool outfit. Yeah. Um, you can take the most basic things and elevate them just through you know, in a way, layering things on. Um, but I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I was getting at earlier is that, you know, I, I I won Best Dressed in high school, which was a huge honor for me. I know that was so long ago, but it's an accolade that I like to hang on to. <laughs> yeah, you of course. I would, too. After that, I like kind of fell out of fashion for a little bit. I was working in a financial tech company and didn't really, like, love... The industry, like I liked my job. I liked the company. Obviously, I met Susan there. I met my husband there. A lot of good things came from Mm -hmm. it, but I was ready to break into a little bit more of the fashion industry. And I was lucky enough to get a job at Victoria's Secret at like the height of the cool Victoria's Secret before it became like a moment of a little bit of animosity and stuff like that. So, it was, it was definitely interesting. I learned so much about the fashion calendar and like how things are like planned and bought into and merchandised and, you know, designed and things like that. It was super interesting, but I didn't necessarily love the environment that I was in. So I ended up making it more of a hobby. So I was spending a lot of time doing like, (laughs) I coined like a office bathroom selfie where I was taking photos of myself in the Victoria's Secret bathroom every morning and posting it and telling people what I was wearing and how I was wearing it and what I was styling it with. And I actually had a fun time helping my other friends figure out what they were wearing to parties and helping them buy outfits for different wedding events. Um, Fun fact about me, I'm also really good at doing makeup. So I've done makeup <laughs> for I, – I did the bride's makeup at one of my friend's weddings. Oh I did God. three of the bridesmaids at another wedding that I went to. Um, I just I'm, – I'm definitely a, a beauty guru. And so um, I kind of turned fashion and beauty into a little bit of a side hustle, if you will.
1: Like a passion project. Like it was something that you really loved. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. Exactly. And – from there, uh, this opportunity to work at Batches kind of fell in my lap and I have been, you know, just kind of embracing it with open arms and trying to help others feel comfortable. And I think that's the one thing about fashion that's always given me so much confidence is that like, I have complete control over what I wear and I know it lo- makes me feel good. And it's the opportunity for me to help other people do that as well.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I think it's really amazing when someone can kind of take their passion and just, you know, diligently, consistently work at something, and you're not really sure where it's going to take you, and then all of a sudden it's you're you're at batches You know what I mean? I think that that's like a really amazing story. And as far as like a guest like what guests wear. What is the difference between a white tie and a black tie wedding? Like as for a guest.
2: So, so generally speaking, um, white tie is like the fanciest you can go. It is. Um It is the fan- <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can, okay. I think there's like white glove maybe or something like that. Okay, but that's but like the top. White tie Yeah. White okay. tie is you're, you're wearing a full length gown. You're not, you know, like in, in some cases in black tie, you could wear a really nice cocktail dress, but for white tie, I, you know, I would wear the a floor. gown, yeah. a lot of, yeah, to the floor. I would wear something that, um, you know, it's definitely like when you think of gala or you think of like a ball, as lame as that sounds, like, that is the kind of outfit or kind of dress you're going to be wearing for white tie and for black tie. Um, it's a little bit more loose than that. I, I wouldn't necessarily wear a cocktail dress unless it's a little bit more formal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think anything floor length makes sense. It doesn't necessarily need to be like a gown, but mm-hmm. rather something that is just like formal wear. And I think the names and, I could be totally pulling this out of my ass right now, but I think <laughs> that the names come from the tux tie that a man should wear to the, oh. to the event. So for instance, okay. if it's a white tie wedding, the tux has a white tie. And if it's a black tie wedding, the tux has a black tie. Now, okay. what I think is super like difficult sometimes is the black tie optional and yeah. I've done, that's what, that's what my wedding was. I, I requested black tie optional. Um, and I think that's really more so geared towards the men that are coming to the wedding, like wear a tux if you have one, but if you have like a dark suit, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Um, for women though, I'd say again, it's it's a little bit more formal. It's not the most formal, but you can show up in something formal if you want to. Yeah. Um I you know, it's 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 definitely like for me, uh, if I were going to a black tie wedding tomorrow, I would be wearing I have like the most ideal dress is the diana norma kamali gown i don't know if you've ever heard of it or seen it but it's one shouldered it's rouged and it's like all black to Carrie bradshaw
1: like it. It. Did did wear it i think she did in the season of and just like that like very so. recently it was like the it's oh blue. yes 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 yeah i think about that dress a lot
2: yeah and it's actually kind of a reasonable price point. And it's something that you can wear over and over and over again. Um, I have one that's full length, which I think would be perfect for black tie. And then I have a short one too, like a mini that would be perfect for a cocktail attire. And I they're so comfortable. I find them to be super flattering. And they're so easy to travel with because there's like this bodysuit underneath that makes you feel like, you know, nothing's going anywhere yeah just good yeah exactly exactly
1: okay I have a thing about this what are your thoughts on people wearing that I have a really controversial opinion I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for this but what is your thought on people like women wearing red to weddings do you think it's okay okay
2: (laughs) I think about this a lot it's so funny I think about this a lot too I think there's two schools of thought. There's okay. like the old, super old school, right? Where mm-hmm. there's like this, mi- and I just recently heard this okay. and everyone I've talked to, they're like, is it true? I don't know. But they say that they're, that if you wear red to a wedding, it means you've slept with a groom.
1: <gasps> oh my God. Okay. Have you heard that? I've never heard that.
2: So that's like the whole, like an old wives tale that if you- <laughs> That kind of, Okay. And- it makes sense, right? It kind of yeah. makes sense. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't agree with it. I I think that nowadays red is totally fine to wear to a wedding as long as it's not over the top. Mm-hmm. The thing about red to me is that red is a bold, confident, standout, look at me color. And that it you know that makes me happy and it's like exciting and like I love I love for my own wedding, like a bunch of people wore red, but I also said my, my wedding was on New Year's Eve. So I was like, I want you to wear your like New Year's Eve best, wear something fun mm-hmm. and exciting and that you're going to want to party in. And I, I wasn't mad that people were red. Like I yeah. think that's great, but I think it really depends on the bride that you're like you know if the bride is you know maybe a little bit more conservative you don't necessarily want to wear red because you don't want to quote unquote outshine them you You kind of have to read the room i think
1: you know what i mean yeah because i went to a wedding once and there was a guest there in like a tight red dress and she ended up doing the worm um during the wedding what? (laughs) yeah and the bride was like super chill like very low-key like very and like a little conservative as well like her family and I just remember people like still talked about it like years later they were like do you remember the girl in the red that did the worm like they still talked about it so I've just always kind of like had a thing about like red at weddings but I do think it really depends on the venue and, like, the vibe and just everything like that. Like, I don't think, you know, showing up to, like, a conservative wedding in, like, a tight red is the best look. I agree. And um, no. There
2: is definitely a moment for it. And there's definitely not a moment for oh. it. Because, like you said, um, red is such I'd a
1: be... bold color. Like, it's a statement. If you're wearing red, like, if you're wearing a red lip, even, like, it's you're making a statement and it's a confident statement. It's a strong statement. And I think you just kind of have to like read the room for sure.
2: Agreed. And again, like I was saying to like full circle this, this like earlier I was saying about how, like if you wear something, that's a statement, like you need to understate other things. Yeah. So like say for instance, you are wearing a red, like a bright red dress. Mm -hmm okay, you wear it with, like, a pair of nude shoes and your hair isn't, like, overly done and your makeup is understated, like, a little bit more natural looking maybe. So it's not, like, this va-va-voom moment. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's like, oh, it's a classic red dress. She looks very, like, stylish and comfortable in her own skin. But, you know, there's not that, like, glamorous i'm trying to outshine the bride kind of yeah woman. yeah we don't need that um, kind of vibe and no not at all and yeah. you know a lot of people may not red may just be their color who knows i know i, don't I have know. a
1: friend who's like i will wear red to a wedding whenever i want like i do not because like her and i have like talked about this before so it's really funny okay so let's get into the listener submission Okay, so this is coming from a listener and it's coming from our Geneva Brides group chat from the category, Am I the bridezilla. So we're going to read this and we're going to give our opinions and kind of give her our advice or whatever she's asking for. We are getting married in Cabo mid-January 2023 and sent out our invitations, adding a note requesting guests to wear black tie attire since it's what goes with our venue and the vision we had for our wedding and photos. Two of my fiance's closest friends, who are the best men, texted him saying that they thought we'd have a more casual dress code like khakis and a button up shirt since we're in a beach town. Our venue is a farm, not a beach or a hotel by the beach, and that'll it be too hot for the guests to wear a full suit, including them. Before we printed out invitations, we talked to our wedding planner about it, and she said it made total sense and goes perfect with our theme and vibe, and that a lot of couples getting married at the venue chose the same dress code, and it shouldn't be a problem because it won't be too hot since our outdoor ceremony is at 4 p.m. and the cocktail hour will be indoors. The wife of one of the guys who texted my fiance, she was my maid of honor but stepped down because she got pregnant and she said she didn't have time to help plan my wedding activities with the wedding party. She sent a text saying black tie attire, question mark, question mark. And when I said yes and that I was excited, she got the invitation sooner than I thought. She didn't text me back. And now she said that they both need to talk to my fiance and I. Is it unreasonable to ask for the dress code? I texted another bridesmaid and she said it shouldn't be because it's usually expected to dress up for a wedding and that it was inappropriate of them to text us complaining about it. And no one else has said anything to me or my fiance about it. So I don't know what to do now. Do we have to change the dress code? Would it be weird if some people showed up dressed up and some don't? We are not having a big wedding day, only 36 people. We definitely want everyone there and them to feel comfortable. So I guess we just let it go, question mark. I thought four months was plenty of time for our guests to plan their outfits and didn't think the dress code would be a problem at all. What are your thoughts and advice? I have lots of thoughts.
2: I have lots of thoughts. First of all, I... I'm probably going to get a lot of heat for this, but I, first of all, this, this, your maid of honor dropped out of Mm -hmm. your bridal party, which really is a very, very hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I understand, like, I get it. They're, you know, they're pregnant. They're going to be having a kid. But does that mean that they have to drop out completely? It it sounds like they did. But I, I mean, my, one of my, one of my bridesmaids was, Literally 30 days out from her due date on my wedding day, and she made it work. Like, yeah, no complaints, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And she found her own dress. She figured it out. And I'm so grateful for her for doing that because I don't. I know that's not everyone's experience, and I've never been pregnant, so I can't say that I. You know what? What I would do in that situation, but if it's a good friend, it's like, hey, like. I can't plan these things, but I will be there for you. Mm-hmm. And then to on top of it, be like, I don't want to wear what you're asking me to wear feels like kind of like a slap in the face a little bit um, for sure. to me. I don't <laughs> And I just kind of feel like weddings are allowed to be black tie. Yeah. They're allowed to be, you're allowed to make, you're allowed to make the dress code, whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you feel the same way. No, I
1: feel the same way. And I feel I'm getting, I'm kind of getting like hater vibes. You know what I mean? Like something is going on here with this friend because it seems a little strange to drop out and then to complain about this and then say we have to talk. I would be like, what is the problem? Like, I, I don't really understand it. Um, I just don't think it's very nice Because like you said I think you're allowed to choose What dress code you want For your wedding I don't think you know Because they assumed it's in Mexico That it would be like You know khakis and white shirts I mean my advice to this To this woman would just be like Have a conversation with them And be as empathetic as possible Because they are having a baby And maybe that's like Maybe they're they're thinking, like, you have to spend a lot of money on a black tie thing. I would maybe try to see if, like, something else is going on. Like, can they not afford to come to the wedding and they just don't want to, like, say that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, th- to me, to drop out and then have all of the stuff on top of it feels like there might be something else going on. I don't know. Yeah. That's just my thoughts. No, that's
2: totally fair. I agree. It's a, it's a good point because, you know – If you just as an example, like it's a hard money is a hard thing to talk about. And Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to weddings, it is no matter what it just feels taboo, whether you're, you know, you're spending a lot or a little, like no matter what, like everyone has different financial situations. And it does sound like maybe there's some sort of underlying frustration that it's like, oh, like you know, I'm, I'm flying all the way there. I already Mm -hmm. dropped out of your wedding party, but now like I have to buy a dress. And to your point, like when you think of black tie or black tie optional or white tie, you think of an expensive gown, but that's that, you know, there are some amazing dresses that I've gotten off Amazon, which is crazy, Mm -hmm. but like, not that I'm like, you know, you can find really amazing gowns and dresses that are Less expensive than you know your typical like bridesmaid's dress. Mm -hmm. The advice that you give is spot on. Like have a conversation, sit down with them and see if there's really something else going on behind the scenes. Because ultimately this person is your friend and they want you to have the best day of your life and If they don't, then, you know, maybe that, you know, there's something else there that you need Mm -hmm. to think about and and ruminate on for a little while. But ultimately, I think having the conversation.
1: Yeah. And I wouldn't jump to the conclusion that they like don't love you or that they don't want to celebrate you or something like that. I mean, I know that that's hard. I know I would jump to that conclusion because I automatically just think like everyone hates me, but I would just sit them down, have a nice conversation with them because it's clear that like her husband is close with. The fiance like you all are very close and then see if like maybe they have just a lot of stress at the baby coming they don't feel comfortable spending all this money flying to the wedding but they don't know how to tell you that like I would really keep the conversation open and as honest as possible and like don't come into it like super defensive or like ready for like pushback I would I would just come with an open mind, because you just never know what someone is going through. Like, and, you know, I mean, and if at the end of the day, it's just that they think that this is baby, Right, 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 right. But to answer her question, like, no, I don't think she's out of line for wanting a black tie wedding. I don't think that that's, that's not it at all. Um, So that is, that's, that's pretty much my advice. Um, Do you have any, do you have anything else that you want to add?
2: First of all, I hope she has a great wedding and it's going to be beautiful. It's beautiful. Like Mexico is amazing. <laughs> I know. I was just in Mexico for
1: one of my best friends' weddings back in March and it was incredible. Um but yeah, so thank you so much Abby for coming on for my very first podcast here at Betcha's Brides. This has been incredible. Um tell everybody where they can find you, follow you, get up to date with the trends, yeah, etc.
2: So um, for those who don't know, I do manage the shop Betches account. So mm-hmm. it's not just, you know, the the Betches merch. It's actually a lot of styling and we um, give you a lot of recommendations on different trends that you can buy into where you want to save or splurge. Um, and then you can find me at Abby Westland, um, which is Abby underscore Westland, and it's spelled Abby like Abbey Road. <laughs> I always use the Beatles reference because it's the easiest one to go to.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and make sure you guys are following Betches Brides, and of course shop Betches. And thank you so much for joining us. And till death do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Samantha Bush, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat, social media by Samantha Bush. Be sure to follow at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com.
0: Betches.